When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just cannot resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's Hand Cell is Beneath the Rising by Primi Mohammed, which is a book I just read in a hammock on a camping trip very recently, which was both a delight and a little bit of cognitive dissonance, which you will understand as I tell you more about this book. But and I actually discovered today doing prep for this show that it's the first in a series, which I didn't realize, and that the second book is already out. So there's all kinds of surprises happening with this book. But before I get into all of that, let us hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest-paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. Eh, she wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. All right, so what is this book about? I have told you many things, but not what it's actually about. It is a sort of coming of age, Lovecraftian, but subverted 
horror sci-fi fantasy. It's a lot. It's it's doing a lot. It's a story about two friends, Nick Prasad and Joanna Chambers, who goes by Johnny. And they have been friends since childhood. Uh, you find out pretty quickly that they were bonded by a very traumatic incident in which, well, let's just say harmed children. And they bonded over that. And they're very different, though. She is rich. She's white. She's an absolute prodigy genius. Like she's, you know, was six years old writing landmark physics papers, inventing solar panels that solve all kinds of energy problems. And, you know, there's like apparently no limit to her genius. And he, on the other hand, is from a poor family. He is biracial and a brown child living in Canada. He's also secretly in love with her, but she is not like that with him. So he has this unrequited love. And also like a constant feeling of... Why is she friends with me? Which I think is so both relatable and understandable in the circumstance. Like when you come from where Nick comes from and you are friends with somebody like Johnny, like the differences between you are so stark. It's hard sometimes to figure out like, yeah, why are we friends? But they are unshakably friends. And I think it's, you know, especially at the beginning of the book, you see sort of the way they complement each other and the way that Johnny can be anchored by Nick and the way that you know, Johnny brings extra sparkle, for lack of a better word, or excitement or interest to Nick's life, which is otherwise very, like, go to work, try not to lose my job, pay the bills, you know, deal with my little siblings, help my mom out. Things are hard, but here's Johnny, and she's glamorous and exciting, and what's she up to now? And then it turns out that what she's up to is she has invented this reactor that could change the whole world, remove the need for fossil fuels, like everything is great, world peace is imminent, except for her invention has awoken these ancient eldritch beings who now want to A, extremely damage the two of them, and B, take over the world. Obviously not a great thing. So Johnny and Nick go on this extremely intense quest to save the world from the ancient eldritch horrors who are pursuing them. And it is extremely twisty and complicated and emotionally twisty and complicated because Nick has a lot of feelings that are legit and have not been dealt with. And Johnny is keeping secrets about a lot of things from him. And they have to, like, figure out how to be honest with each other about what's important. And it is so real. The tension in this friendship. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Both characters are really interesting and really well drawn. You're in Nick's head the whole time, but I think Johnny definitely gets her due in other ways. And it's just so good. It's also a real page turner. There's like car chases and police stations and fleeing from the law and trying to hide out and, you know, navigating your way across a country you don't know. And then, of course, the sci-fi fantasy horror aspects to it. You know, it, it's so it's so much. There's so much going on in this book. It is a really wild ride. It's very fun. This is where the cognitive dissonance comes in, because like reading this like in a peaceful woods in a hammock while, you know, all of these intense things are happening on the page was really it was a trip. But yeah, I just loved this. The reason I'm a little bit surprised that it is part of a series is because I actually felt like it was a very satisfying ending. And perhaps not the ending some folks might have wanted, but I felt like it was very earned. 
But I'm excited now to read about the further adventures of these characters and see what is next in the eldritch horror uh, adventure scape. And that reminded me that one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this book, um, which came out last year and which I just really didn't hear much about, I, I don't actually even remember why I put it on hold at the library, but I'm so glad I did, is that it is subverting the inherent racism and misogyny, etc., in the Cthulhu Lovecraft mythos in such a satisfying way. Like, Nick has to deal with both experienced and internalized racism and... Johnny has had to deal with all kinds of things outside of her own privilege. And it's really well handled. And it's it's just done in such an interesting way. And it makes me so happy because there have been some of these books coming out over the past, I want to say, decade or so. Like we got The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval. We got Alexis Hall's Affair of the Mysterious Letter. We got Ada Hoffman's The Outside. We've got N.K. Jemisin's The City We Became. All of them are playing with these Lovecraftian themes, you know, the tentacles and the teeth and the eyes and the things that are beyond and, you know, must save the world from them. But doing it in a way that is just really radically reckoning with the problems of that mythos. So it is extremely satisfying in so many ways. And I'm really excited for more people to read about this book so I can can talk about it with them. Uh, So again, that is Beneath the Rising by Premi Mohammed. And yeah, that's the show. So thanks go out to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for making us sound great each and every episode. Thanks go out to you for listening. We super appreciate that. If you would like more book recommendations, you can find those at bookriot.com. You can also find more podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. And if you would like to get in touch, you can email us at getbookedatbookriot.com. You can review us on Apple Podcasts. We love that. It helps other folks to find the show, and we appreciate seeing it come in. And in between shows, you can find us online. I am on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL. That's Jen with two N's, IRL. And on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. 